Hello, and welcome to the Cultivating Confidence podcast. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Grams. I am a life coach who specializes in anxiety, health, and human design. And I also happen to be a functional medicine pharmacist. This podcast is a compilation of conversations that I've had with clients and colleagues. So listen in as we explore the mind, body, and soul's confidence in its many forms. On this episode of Unscripted, I am having a conversation with a dear friend of mine, Dana. Um, We occasionally have coaching sessions, but this one turned into more of a conversation. And I asked her permission to be able to share our conversation with you. Enjoy. I think it's interesting. The struggle of figuring out what the struggles are. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes if I don't have something like specific, like, oh, I'm hurting about this or this over here, like there's not something like big and wow, that it's yeah. not enough of a struggle to talk about. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I have that problem a lot too. And usually it's resolved with just start talking about something. I just, I always lead off with it just, well, not always, you know, I don't always lead off with it, but (laughs) I try to lead off with it to see if there's anything specific that you have brought to the table that you know for sure. Cause if that's a thing, then let's go. But also I find that it's very easy to find the struggles by just, all right, what's been going on lately. And let's dive into one of them. I'm trying to think of the words, like they're like on the tip of my tongue, like how I want to say this. The struggle of not having struggles, like of not like having, like I'm looking for what should be wrong. Mm. You're living in your toddler brain. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, there's something, there should always be something. Or I always have to like, wait, I don't have anything really to bitch. There has to be something else big then. (laughs) I'm like, what do I do? Leo's Leo's doing well at school wait what yeah like I I don't like now that I don't have like those things it's like where do I go Mm -hmm. it's pretty much what I identified so strongly with those struggles that I don't know how to not look for those problems it's like a withdrawal it is a withdrawal it's totally withdrawal Oh my God. Um, it is totally withdrawal. That's so crazy. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. Until you said it. I mean, it it's just total- like when I was done with pharmacy school mm-hmm. and after the studying for my boards, mm-hmm. I went home and I just sat and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> what the hell do I do? What do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. Nicole, I think that's why I was like a perpetual student for so many years. Cause I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. The boredom is not something you allowed yourself to have to explore. Right. So I'm like, oh. And it's, you know, I'm always, I've always so deeply looked for these connections. I'm like, wait, I actually have the ability and the time to work on like make connections with people because I'm not dwelling on. I don't have the struggle right now. What do I do with them? I'm not identifying as the, oh, what was me person? Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't really know. I'm like, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. It's so weird. I mean, it's pretty freaking cool at the same time, but it's weird. Right. Right. But it's like the ground has shifted under you. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to press on the glass. Mm-hmm. On your fishbowl. I feel like I'm rocking the fishbowl a little bit. Yeah. And like waiting for it to kind of tip over. Are there cracks in the fishbowl yet? Or is it just tipping um, around? It's a pretty wide mouth. So it rocks really well. So it's just kind of rocking. I don't think there's any cracks. I think it's just actually, I feel like it's just going to fall over. All right. Um, you can just, it's not going to have to break, but it's going to fall over. But that also gives me the opportunity to crawl back in if I need to, like, mm -hmm. instead of it breaking. Interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. really interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of need it to flip upside down because I don't want glass in the ocean. <laughs> yes, in our metaphorical <laughs> ocean. Yes, <laughs> I'm on board with it. Okay. Um. <laughs> hmm. So. That's really interesting that I thought that though. That was like the first thing I was like, oh, it's just tipping off to the side and I'm going to swim out rather than it just being gone yeah. and unavailable to me to go back into. Ooh, safety net. I kept on, yeah. I held on to that safety net pretty hard. Yeah. Okay. What if we just smash the bitch and move on? I see it dissolving. Mm. Like, oh, now it's sticky. I kind of don't want to be there. <laughs> Fair enough. I get these really crazy pictures in my head of the way things go. Yeah. They're just kind of, they're, they're fun. They help mm -hmm. me to like work through stuff. So I've taken away my, my safety net because it turned to gelatinous goo. Well, it could just be like, you know, I don't like gelatin, but I don't make me too much of that. Anyway, um, but at least the safety net is gone. I can't yeah. come back. So I, it is, it is falling. It's, it's falling apart. It's not falling apart yet completely, uh -huh. but it is, it is starting. Uh-huh. It started it, the process. It is. It has. So now that I've started the process and I can still see the bowl and I need to get away from it, like, to, so I don't, I don't have the safety net, but I don't know how to completely rid myself of the feeling the necessity of having a safety net there. You know what I mean? Does that mean? Yeah. Okay. What if it was okay to have it right now? It's totally okay. I mean, I guess it could be okay. I just don't, I, I don't want it to be okay. Right. Which is why I want to make it okay. I feel like if I make it okay, then I'm going to continue using the same excuses. Like I'm not going to take steps forward. I feel like if I make it okay, then it's not, I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not taking any steps. Then I'm just sitting, still do staying. Think, do you think that's true? If you make it okay I, that you're in a pit right now, that's really does that mean you're not going to make take any steps? No, it doesn't mean I'm not going to take steps. It doesn't mean that. Yeah. 
it just makes the fight a different fight. Right. It's a good fight okay. instead of a bad fight. I'm trying to make it all snip snap fast. Yeah. So. And that's going to make it drag on for longer and longer and longer. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been dragging on forever. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's going to continue for some for longer. <laughs> oh, I do not accept that. Dana. I know. <laughs> But like intellectually, you do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. Okay. Your emotions just don't want to go there. No. The emotions yeah. want to go there because the emotion to those the, those are those are bad feelings. No one wants to feel the bad feelings. Of course not. It's taken me a long time, and this is something that I'm still working on, is yeah. that difference between like the emotional and the intellectual thoughts. Yep. And still obviously working on those and trying to differentiate between the two. Because mm -hmm. there's times I'm like, oh, I can totally feel that. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, no. Shelter. Yep. And then it just like, I'm like, oh, wait, I feel fine because I've just sheltered all of the things out that I don't want to feel. And sometimes I'm sheltering out things and I don't even know that I'm like, it, it's, trying to change the thought process of something I'm not even realizing I'm doing. Yeah. How do you change the thought process on something that you don't necessarily see unless I'm having this conversation? That's why coaching is so valuable. Oh, no, I, I agree with that. 100%. I know you know that. <laughs> but also, like, you either find awareness by a lot of self-reflection or you have somebody else help you see what you can't see. Cause sometimes, I mean, there's stuff in there that like you can't find yourself because it's so normalized that it feels true. Right. There's a lot of it that feels true. Right. Okay. There's a lot of it that feels true. It feels true because you're convincing yourself that it's true. Yeah. That's a, that's really a tough one. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of work on that. I know as a, what is true. Yeah. And what is a thought, but even with all of the work, it still comes up as, oh, 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 this is true. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. I'm in that mode of like, huh. Right now, the realization of like, okay, so all these things that I keep on still trying to make true are not true. No. The truth of the universe is we made all this shit up. <laughs> oh my God. I'm still trying to rationalize things that I know that aren't true. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because it's the easy way. Hmm. Well, my brain tells me it's the easy way because that's the way. Okay, well, it, I'm trying to rationalize all this, like so much because I'm, I, I have, I don't know. I don't know. I'm see, I'm still trying to rationalize something that I'm not quite even sure why. Yeah. Brain really likes predictability. Right. Whether it's comfortable or not, it wants familiarity over new, even exciting. This is going to be awesome. New brings fear because it's unknown. So the thought patterns that we have had 
instilled in us, especially as kids, Mm -hmm. those feel like the truth of the universe unless and until we do the work to undo them. And the more things get repeated through days and months and years and decades, the more brains like, nope, we know this to be true. We're going to build even more neurons going this, this way. It wants like everything, everything we have learned from our lives, everything that's presented up to us, that brain makes connections. It thinks is true. And that's why it's so hard to break these thought patterns of unworthiness, unlovable, you know, like all like I need to be my own worst enemy because if I don't do it, <laughs> well, right. Right. How do I stay in line? I act the way that I was taught to act. And when you break from that mold, there's a grief process. There's fear, there's anxiety, there's all the negative stuff, even though you can see that what is what you're currently in is not serving you. It's not useful anymore. Right. Because your brain has expanded, your consciousness has expanded. And you're looking like, this isn't what I want to stay in for forever. I, no, it's totally true. That being said, it's kind of so this random thought. Yep. That we have this tendency to like believe what we don't, like the like strangers or people that we don't know as well, or people that we're close to, like, or we we believe we don't believe their stories. And that brings in like the whole social media thing that just came into my head of like all the things about social media. Okay. What about social media? How we have a tendency to like look at social media and what people post as real. Yeah. As truths. Mm -hmm. Oh, they are just having the time of their life. Everything is so hunky-dory and so amazing. Look at all these pictures. Yeah. Well, it could be totally the opposite, but we've, Built those stories in our head, which is true. I mean, there's so many sides to this, to everything. Oh yeah. Looking yeah. back at what we we're talking about is how to practice that, how to practice yeah. like differentiating between the emotional and the intellectual. Mm-hmm. I notice the difference when I am not connected with what I say, like oh, it's fine, but I don't feel fine. Okay. Oh, it's okay that so-and-so said this or did this or something's happening or whatever, but I feel resistance in my body. And I only, I notice it now because I have spent so much time observing myself in it. And I know what resistance feels like in my body. And it's like, when I think about this exam, And there are moments where I am like, intellectually, I know that it's possible that I could pass Mm -hmm. emotionally. No part of me thinks I'm capable of passing this exam. (laughs) Right. Yes. So like coaches can pull me into intellectual belief. And I toy with the idea of emotional belief, but for me, I kind of backed off of needing to believe it emotionally. And I kind of set that piece aside and I made my goal to just study and learn as much as I can. 
instead of my goal being to pass. Okay. So I shifted my goal because I don't want, I don't think it's useful for me to coach myself into full belief that I can pass when I know that that's not. There's a possibility. Right. There, it, yes, it's possible that I can pass. Mm-hmm. And I don't emotionally believe that I can. So like my, my subconscious is trying to not put all my eggs in one basket of passing because then okay. we're going to be super let down and all this stuff. But like, I guess another example, um, let's go right back to that whole like, expectation. Right. So I, for some reason, the, the example that comes to mind is when my grandma passed away. Okay. Um, there's definitely intellectual acceptance, intellectual, like knowing that there's nothing different that could have been done. Mm -hmm. And then there's the emotional piece that doesn't align with that belief of the, like, no, she shouldn't be gone. She should be here. They should have done something more. Like there's that dichotomy of, Okay, clearly I can think through this intellectually and that's your that's your prefrontal cortex. That's your adult brain saying, yeah, we can plan this out. We totally believe this. This is possible, whatever. But your prefrontal cortex doesn't tap into your emotions. Your emotions are that toddler brain. Okay. So if toddler brain doesn't believe something, it's going to freak out. <laughs> it's going to resist and like being aware of that resistance is like where that play comes in into practice of the, like, what am I saying? And what am I feeling? Are those things the same? Do I believe I'm a good person? Like intellectually, I think I'm a good person. Right. Emotionally. Do I believe like, does my body feel like I'm a good person? Oh yeah. And that's where the unworthiness and the unlovability sinks in again of the like, Ooh, I'm not worthy of this, whatever it is. And I honestly don't know where the switch was for me Mm -hmm. to be okay with the confidence that's within me coming out. Okay. I know that there was a shift. I know it was pretty gradual. I mean, some of it was gradual and some of it was big steps. I know I still struggle with talking about how I'm proud of myself. Like that, that part for me, I think is where my intellectual truth of, I know I'm proud of myself. Yeah. I'm totally proud of myself for being here, but when I'm forced to stare at it and if I'm in my drama brain and my coach tries to tell me, or tries to get me to say that I'm proud of myself, that's when I absolutely crumble. Uh Yeah. It might be part because brain has associated that pride with Mm -hmm. some crushing disappointment. So like, I was super proud of myself and then somebody came in and said something that completely pulled the rug out from under me. So then anytime I feel this pride, there's danger involved because brain has made that connection. I think, yeah, well, anytime that there's pride, there's like that push down from other people. Whoa, don't gloat. Right. Right. Don't brag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I also noticed that like, it's different with different people People that I'm emotionally connected to. I have a hard time telling them that I'm proud of myself. Any random stranger on the street, I can talk to that. I think that might also be the intellectual versus emotional. Sure. 
Well, we don't always care what those other those random people that we talk right. to. Like, we're not gonna see them. We don't have to see them again if we don't want to. Right. But it's the people who see me. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But totally makes sense. I hear it. Huh. I like this coaching. It does make me think. There are times I have to lay down afterwards. Absolutely. There are coaching times. can be super exhausting. Oh my God. Can it ever? Mm-hmm. Can it ever? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know not to schedule things immediately after coaching myself, like being coached, because I'm usually an emotional wreck by the end of it, <laughs> like a recovering emotional wreck. But like, sometimes you just need to let something snap. And that's, that's why coaching creates that is supposed to create this safe space to have all of the emotions and process them doing some pretty good self-coaching yesterday yeah there was a lot of tears with that self-coaching mm-hmm. oh my god yeah of course I was like mom I'm like I'm fine sweetheart really I'm actually okay I just need to get these out yeah because you don't get to the other side until you go through somewhere else somebody else said that recently and I was like oh because I was like, it caught my ear when it was being said. It must have been in a movie or something like that that I was watching. But I was like, huh, I know that saying. I said that before to myself about yeah. 400 times. Right. Well, and see, that that's another difference between the intellectual brain and emotional brain of the, like, I know that I have to go through this. Mm-hmm. And emotional brain thinks it absolutely sucks every single time. <laughs> It does. Yeah, of course it does. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you get so caught up in the emotional, you get so caught up in the emotional brain part of it that like you forget that you've done this before. I've done this before. And this time isn't as bad as the last time. Right. Sometimes. (laughs) And and you've done it 150 times already. And it still shocks you to believe that it sucks. never happened before I have no idea what you're talking right like oh I'm broken no you're not you're just doing it again (laughs) Uh, so it's like a broken record a little bit Mm because we're doing it again and again and again yeah what's the the definition of insanity yeah right (laughs) yeah but that I mean again that's where coaching can be so so useful yeah Thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Many of you will be able to take the ideas that you've heard and apply them in your daily life. And that's really all you need. That's amazing. But for those of you who could use a little one-on-one help with how to make these things actually work for you in your real life, please reach out. The link to schedule a consult with me is in the show notes. You don't have to do this alone. See you soon.